walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. It's the hardest. Walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. Yeah, get your boots ready. We're about to go on a trip where we wrestle nobody settling or calling it quits. You're here for the grit, betcha this stuff is amazing. You're stumbling, welcome to the bump in the apron. Step into it, the hardest part of the ring. Here to bring fun, yeah, in this art he is king. It's the best thing, making sure you don't tap out. Don't go soft with the hardest part cast out. And it's not just another one, it's clear. Off the rest, in this content, none can test. Take the nonsense off the steps. You know it's nothing but Pure gems when it's coming off the chest. Get it? Now it's time to sit and relax. Get your mind blown away. Ain't no skipping this track. Have you paid more attention? No listening gap. Get everything I ever wanted. No giving it back. Yeah. Ooh, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Apron Bump. I'm your host. The hardest part of the ring. Also known as Kyle. And hot diggity dog we have uh something special today huh we're gonna face the heat today folks SummerSlam 1995 man the uh the 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 absolute state of wrestling in the late summer of uh 95 here it's uh it's uh, I mean, if you caught my episode last week, WCW Fall Brawl, 1995. Oh, God, we have the Dungeon of Doom running wild. We got, uh, you know, people running over each other with monster trucks. We got army men repelling from the ceiling and uh, choking each other to death. We got Johnny B. Bad in blackface. I mean, there's there's what's WCW doing? You got ECW. You got crackhead Sandman just leaping over top ropes with Singapore canes. You got Tommy Dreamer pile driving women. You got New Jack running around with a croquet mallet. And now, now we're here in WWF. And things aren't much better. Just a. Uh, you know, like when you take a shit sometimes. Like no shits are good, right? I mean, I mean, I'm not kink shaming here. Well, let's assuming you're the general public and you you probably don't like it, right? You probably don't. You're not probably you're probably not a big fan of the smell. The taste probably turns you off a bit. Um, so it's all bad, right? But there's different flavors of shit. I mean, well, scents, flavors. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's I don't eat shit. I know it's really coming off like I eat shit. I don't eat shit. Um, not for breakfast either. Um, but what was I talking about? Oh, so, so I'm comparing wrestling to shit, right? Yeah. ECW is like that. Uh, it's like when you're hungover, it's like a hungover shit, right? You had, you had, you drank a lot the night before you probably had some, some fast food at 2am. You were, you were, you were munching down on, on, on Fritos all night. No, Fritos thinking of the stupidest snack I could think of. Um, so you're hungover and it's just like, it just like, it's like your asshole just opens up and it just falls out and it just smells horrendous. And you got WCW is kind of like a cakey, 
like it's like not a lot of shit, but it just takes forever to come out. You know what I mean? It's like one of those really gummy shits. Um, and I guess you have to like wipe a lot too, but it's like not a lot. So you're not even proud of it. You don't really feel better. And you got WWF. It's like one of those shits that come out like on accident, like when you cough too hard or you um, maybe watch a scary movie or maybe your uh, or maybe your your pet iguana you know, is around the corner and you don't expect them. And you're like, Oh God. And then like a little nugget falls out. That's kind of what WWF is, uh, here. So it's like what I'm saying. Wrestling's wrestling shit, shit, but there's like different kinds of shit. And some people like different, uh, shit in their, on their chest. Um, and you know, it's fine. You don't really need to shame them for it. <laughs> so it's a new generation folks. Uh, getting back on track here. Uh, it's a new generation and it's very much the epitome of it. When I say the epitome of the new generation, I mean, uh, for, for better and worse, uh, WWF is trying new things. And we talk a lot about that in the episode itself. Um, some things are good. Some things are bad. Some things are like not good now, but are, are going to be good. That's kind of the general theme of this show. And honestly, SummerSlam 95 I, I, I came into the show uh, with a low bar, a very low bar. And I would say it exceeded my expectations. The wrestling on the show is honestly not bad at all. There are quite a bit. I would I would go as far to say it's very good, uh, especially for the time period. Um, but you can t- you can very much tell there's a lot of there's not a lot of hot angles. There's not a lot of hot characters. Not a lot of momentum for the WWF, but you can see the talent there, especially with in hindsight. Um, you can see the talent is there and you can see them trying these new things like Triple H. I'm, I'm sorry. Hunter Hearst Helmsley in his debut pay-per-view match against Thurman Buttplug Holly. Uh, solid wrestling match, but who gives a shit at the end of the day? Uh, you got Hakushi versus one, two, three kid again Two like. Very ahead of their time wrestlers. Very fun to watch. Had a banger of the match on the show. The crowd was really into it, actually. Um, but in the long term, you know, what's where are these guys going? Are these guys, you know, fighting for the world? Like they're just kind of wrestling on the show. They're in there at an opener, and like I said, the crowd loved it. So I'm not shitting on it. Um, there's a lot of shit talk on this intro here. Um, you got like the match with the most build on the entire show is Barry Horowitz versus Skip, a.k.a. Chris Candido. Um, We'll see a little bit more of him in my ECW rewatch or watch uh, in the next uh, couple of years. Uh, Speaking of ECW, we got Shane Douglas. Come on now. Finally, he's been just toiling. He's just been... Just just pulling his putt in ECW for so long. Now he's here. Now we got Dean Douglas in the World Wrestling Federation. And uh, he's not wrestling because why would he wrestle on a wrestling show? Uh, but on this show, he is critiquing the matches. You see, because he's a teacher. It's Dean. Dean Douglas. Is, Dean Douglas is his name. Um, so that's fun. But like I said, for better or worse, they're trying new things. You see a lot of new characters on this show. 
that we haven't seen before. And uh, some pan out, some don't. But, you know, the new things, that's not, you know, uh, specific to different people used. We also see different innovations utilized, namely the ladder match, which uh, we saw at WrestleMania 10, at least their first televised ladder match. Um, we get the rematch here. Uh, so some people might not even know they had a rematch. I was not. I mean, I probably learned about it kind of recently, maybe in the last few years that they had a second one here at SummerSlam 95. And it was a damn good match, if I do say so myself. And would be remiss if I didn't, you know, get my uh, T's and P's to uh, the family of Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, uh, who passed away as of recording this a few weeks uh, before this. Uh, very, very sad, of course. Uh, much love to uh, Scott Hall and all of uh, all of his loved ones. But very happy to uh, be able to watch one of his legendary matches. Some people probably, may, this might be a lot of people's favorite Razor Ramon match out there. So I was very, uh, very happy to uh, take a look at that uh, with the recent passing of Mr. Hall there. So um, we got that. That's a diamond in the rough on this show because the headliner... The headline match is uh, for the WWF Championship. We got Diesel, the champion, defending against King Mabel. (laughs) Oh, man. Lots to get into there. Basically, what I'm saying is that, you know, I went into this with low expectations. It exceeded my expectations, but there's still a lot of shit, Uh, but also a lot of good stuff. But we'll get into that. And I will get into that with my guest, Nick, from the Universal Wrestling Podcast. Check out Nick's podcast uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, as well as YouTube, uh, which he'll be starting up very shortly. Um, The Universal Wrestling Podcast, uh, Nick talks about uh, lots of current day topics in wrestling. He has various guests on his show as well. Um, He's starting to delve into the interview uh, segment as well. Um, he's, he had JBL on recently. He's going to be having on Jeff Jarrett here shortly. So big things happening for the universal wrestling podcast. And now's the time to, uh, jump on that train. Like I said, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, all of his info is in the description below. Go give him a listen, go give him a titty, uh, lick, whatever you, you know, how you give your support to your favorite podcasters, go do that. But if you like this kind of episode, you're very interested in this time period, mid-90s, new generation, go to apronbump.com. You can find all of my full episodes there, but you can also filter to any era or promotion of your choosing. So you can go to the episodes tab at the top at apronbump.com, and you could select new generation era, and that'll bring you to all of the mid-90s WWF pay-per-views that I have reviewed so far starting all the way back at WrestleMania 10 and every show up until now I've covered. Uh, You can also select Wrestling Wars of the 90s, and that'll bring you to all of the, not only the WWF mid-90s, but WCW and ECW, all chronologically covered, um, again, starting from mid-94. So go check that out. All my episodes are there. All my social media is there. Description, et cetera, et cetera. Let's just... Let's just quit the malarkey and get into it, huh? WWF SummerSlam 1995 with myself and Nick from the Universal Wrestling Podcast. There he is. All right. 
I think we're good. Usually, uh, when I reset it, it uh, works out. So let's okay. give it a blow into it. Yeah, and see what happens. Lube it up a little bit, blow into it, stick yeah. it back in the usual. Yeah. Uh, all right. So where were we? Let's um, reset. <laughs> let's reset. So Bertha Faye was a sexy bitch, like we were saying. Uh, you know, uh, you know, f- fuck kill Mary, but with just those two ladies, who do you got? And you have to do two. To, you have to do two to one of them. All right, Blaze. I guess F and Mary, and then sorry, Bertha. Oh man, see ya. I, She's I, probably I totally a thought, nice lady, but hey, you know, I'm married. That's look, my I excuse. You, I, I thought you were gonna fuck and then kill Bertha personally, but yeah. man, you, you zigged when I thought you were gonna zag. So, yeah. um, but yeah, like I was about to ask you, are you uh, are you ready to face the heat? Let's do it, dude. It's the tagline of SummerSlam. Did you think that was good? Yeah. Very Is clever there. The, the year before, it was, it's so hot, it's scary. They had really good taglines back yeah, then. Yeah, that's huh? a little odd. It's not as bad as Biggest Party of the Summer or whatever the hell. Yeah. Great Balls of Fire. But, um, yeah, so, uh, so the show opens up and uh cuts to the commentators and all that you have your video packages and uh dean douglas is here you familiar with old shane douglas oh yeah shane but not this character oh okay what are your thoughts on i guess the guy in general from what you've seen yeah from this specific paper pay-per-view i thought it was odd i feel like it was kind of like a a host but not really a host i feel like they were trying to get him over as much as possible with a shitty gimmick so i mean he did if you know the gimmick was what it was he did a good job but it just it wasn't over for me if that makes any sense no yeah it just feels so random yeah because like shane douglas i don't know if you've seen his work in like ecw or wherever but i mean he was i mean he's you know very influenced by rick flair and yeah guys like that he was kind of like a kmart version of rick flair in a lot of ways but he had a, he had charisma he was a great talker yeah he was tough De- too so this is in the weird. ring yeah so it's like yeah let's make you a teacher here's yeah. a chalkboard go have fun like yeah. what um but yeah he's here he's gonna be critiquing the matches yeah tonight uh which is what everybody won't pay to see so glad to have old, old Dini boy here had a lot of work for him this this pay-per-view <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um but the opening match here, we got Hakushi versus the one, two, three kid. This is a great, yeah. great opening match. I really enjoy this one. What about you? Yeah, it kind of reminded me of Rey Mysterio. Put him on first and you're going to have a banger here with one, two, three kid. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, I did not know his opponent. I mean, yeah, he's good in the ring. He's probably a legend in Japan or somewhere like that. But it was a really good match. It was probably... To be honest, the best match of the night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was pretty short, but I mean, per yeah. minute, I could see that. Um, yeah, Hakushi, he was with the WWF for a little bit. Okay. Uh, never really reached uh, New Japan. great heights. Oh, okay. I mean, he might have been, I don't know really what he did outside of WWF, to be this honest. but <laughs> Yeah. I'm, well, no, he came in uh, <laughs> earlier in the year and had a whole program with Bret Hart. And then he had a match with Bret Hart. Like, he, was, he came in with, yeah. you know... Uh, a big spotlight on him and i mean he's still he's on a pay-per-view here so he's he's kind of yeah. a big deal at this point but he kind of just fades off for whatever reason i guess maybe the language barrier or yeah, something yeah yeah that was kind of bret hart's year not like it was his great year but that was how his year was going you know we'll get to that but 
I guess yeah. just the wrestling world in general in 95, but yeah, good first match. Yeah, Bret Hart did face a lot of Isaac Yankums yeah. in 1995, to say the least. Yeah. Uh, but that's foreshadowing. That's foreshadowing. But uh, yeah, we got the uh, the modern day kamikaze out here uh, versus X-Pac. And uh, yeah, a lot of fun chain wrestling in this match. Like like a lot of uh, stuff uh, very ahead of its time, I think. Yes. I saw, because I've seen Akushi wrestle before. I know he could do like springboards and stuff like that. But he busts out like a, a Will Ospreay handspring moonsault yeah. over the top rope to the floor. Like, man, I was not expecting this when I turned on 1995 SummerSlam. Um, and then you got one two three kid who is great as always. And like, like it's, it's a perfect opening match to get the crowd hot. Yeah. Uh, the crowd was definitely hot for it. They were into every, it seemed like every movement these guys did, they were yeah. into, which is fun. Uh, but ultimately, Hakushi, he counters. It's a one, two, three kid. He goes for a spinning heel kick, but Hakushi catches him and hits him with a powerbomb for the win. And uh, so Hakushi gets to win here. But like I said, like I don't really know what happens with him after that. Like I said, yeah. he didn't really reach uh, much more than this, I don't think. But Yeah, and you brought it up too. The crowd just seemed like it was in it every match the crowd just i don't know it was like a wrestlemania as bad as this pay-per-view was it was you know the crowd helps and i think the crowd helped with his pay-per-view yeah yeah, yeah like for matches that didn't seem to deserve yeah. uh reaction they gave you it to deserve him. it yeah um but uh after that we got doc hendrix backstage otherwise known as michael ps hayes mm-hmm. Uh, so what, what were your thoughts on uh, Doc Hendricks and his, his speaking abilities, I guess, yeah. on the show? It's good. He's a good speaker, but for this position, this part, I just it seemed a little, I don't know, too too into it. I don't think you would okay. want a, 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 a person backstage like a, uh, who's doing it nowadays? I don't even know them. But the Irish. Who? Cunt. The, the, uh, what's, the, what's the Irish asshole's name? Oh, Who Patrick. Cares? Patrick. Yes, yeah, something Patrick. Sure. He's good because he's not so crazy. He's not like a superstar. Like you can see Michael P.S. Hayes, Doc, you know, it's in his blood. He he loves what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He is a superstar wrestler, manager, whatever you want to call it. He has it in his blood. He's very, you know, he, he is what you want a superstar to be. But for someone backstage want him to answer the questions or ask the questions and have them answer, you know, the superstars answer it, mm-hmm. you know, in their ability. Don't take it away from that superstar. I'm going on and on. I like no, Michael PSAs, but I just think it's a little odd. Trying too hard to get himself over. Thank when you. It, when, I, the re, when the goal is to get the guy over, you not yourself. And it's funny. We were just talking about Dean Douglas, but Shane Douglas actually was a uh, interviewer in TNA for a little bit and huh. he would do the exact same shit he would be like oh he'd be like so animated yeah and i talk about it all the time on my podcast people are probably annoyed me talking about it but michael ps hayes is the exact same thing here he's just way too, too excited much. too much charisma for a backstage you know announcer well look when you're interviewing mabel maybe you got to compensate yeah. yeah to be fair uh <laughs> i mean mabel's got I me mean, he's decently charismatic i'm not gonna shit on mabel too much uh, until the match yet. but uh yeah <laughs> yeah exactly uh but yeah, Mabel, he calls Diesel Big Daddy Fool. Yeah. Which is fun. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. 20 years uh, later or 15, <laughs> whatever. Yep. So uh, we got that to look forward to in the main event. But uh, before that, 
<laughs> we got we got to get ready to start our engines yeah, for this next, next match. Thurman Sparkplug Holly versus a debuting, at least on pay-per-view, a debuting Hunter Hurst Helmsley. Yes, sir. What what whatever happened to this guy? Yeah. Both of them. Yeah, two very uh, prominent Attitude Era figures. Yes. In their own way and and a completely completely different era what do you think of these iterations of both both these guys characters here yeah i mean i feel like the time was still a little out there still a little uh too much of um a character as in like spark plug like why i understand why they did it but it's just uh he's a race bring him in you know make them Bob Holly and let them get over. But no, they had to add things like this, spark plug and Hunter Hearst Helmsley. I mean, it's just obviously in my opinion, they're both legends. And I feel like it was, it was an interesting match. It wasn't a, it wasn't a good match and I thought it would be, but then again, you know, this is triple H's first pay-per-view. He's probably, you know, butterflies in his stomach and then hardcore, AKA spark plug, whatever. I don't know, man. He looked, he looked weird. But, uh, it's funny to see Bob Holly as like a white meat baby face. Yes, that I think that's it. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I mean, they're just trying to get over. They're trying to, you know, become who they are now. So um, I wouldn't even say it was a decent match. It was an okay match. Yeah, it was it was fine. It was it's funny to see because, like you said, both these guys today are legends in their own right. Yeah. And it's funny to see them in their early stages because it's like simple things like running the ropes and there's like little mistimings here and there that you could see that they're very green or like decently green at least yeah. at this point. Um, it's funny to see these early stages when nowadays they're the most you know crisp and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, like it's a decent match. It wasn't too long. No, I thought it was pretty dense with action. Where some matches can just be like, okay, let's headlock for ninety nine percent of it, yeah. and then we'll go to the finish. But this one, this one was entertaining at least. Yeah, I agree. But man, the commentary banter was uh, on a whole different level in this match. I don't know if you caught it, but uh, so King Jerry King Lawler he says uh, he doesn't see the big deal about race car drivers. That being Thurman uh, Sparkplug Holly. Yeah. Uh, King, he's like, uh, anybody can sit in a car and turn left for 500 miles. And then we got a zinger here from Vince. Vince is like, I'd love to see you do it. I'd love to see you in a go-kart. Jesus. What's that even mean? Yeah. Is that like an insult? No, he just <laughs> thinks it's funny. <laughs> Vince was yeah. a little bit off his game here tonight. But. Yeah. It just it seemed like, and Jerry too, when we get to the women's match, I have a few things to say, but it just seemed like they're just, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't a connection. I guess that's why the next SummerSlam, it was, uh, I think Jim Ross was there too. So I think they, they knew something mm-hmm. was up here because I was watching 95 out, you know, I was, I worked from home and I was watching 95 and 96 came on after. And I'm like, you know, that's pretty cool. You know, the little things you pick up, whatever that means. But yeah, the, the commentary, yeah which is odd throughout the whole entire pay-per-view. And then when Lawler goes in the back, cause he just had his thing. Uh, we'll get to that. I don't want to, you know, ruin the surprise, but then you have no, our boy doc coming back out or coming Ugh. out with uh, Vince, but I'm getting ahead of schedule here. Yeah, it was, um, I'm it was okay. the audience here. It's a little bit. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm just, 
I'm thinking because I recently watched a WCW pay-per-view from around this time. Okay. And this 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 duo seems like a worse version of Tony Schiavone and Bobby Heenan. Yeah. Like, that's all I could think about when I was listening to these guys. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Bob's in there. Like I said, just the, the white meat. They, every come on, everybody, let's yeah. get on your feet. It's just funny to see all crusty Bob Holly like that. Yeah, I wonder where he like turned the corner and became more aggressive. I guess maybe with the heel, mm. I don't know. It would make sense that way, but he was like yeah. you said, baby, baby, and it was just white. Well, not baby face, but white with his his mullet. Yeah, it's just what colorful outfit. Yeah. Um. But I mean, he's, he's, he's in there. He's kicking ass. He got some beautiful drop kicks he's throwing yes, out there, yes. clothes lines. Uh, but ultimately, Bob Holly goes for a back body drop onto Hunter Hearst Helmsley. But Hunter Hearst Helmsley counters into a pedigree for the win. So Triple H gets a win, remains undefeated, yep. which he is at this point. And uh, yeah, it was it was relatively harmless, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the future is bright for this kid, so. <laughs> and hardcore this, too or this young blue chipper yeah. yeah um but yeah, like these first two matches and, and this third match coming up it feels like it's just like matches like it's just yeah. like random you said it I, on twitter you were like uh it's like a bunch of nobodies fighting each other yeah <laughs> it didn't feel like a summer slam in and, a lot of ways and second third match in the crowd is still hot it's just i don't know maybe they just i think it's still i don't know you tell me you're you probably maybe know we're me. the assholes you know more about this, but is it still like believable? Like, is it still like, okay, this is not choreographed or is it 95 and it's cause it seemed um, like every punch, every kick, every, everything was like, Oh my God, no way. Like you see, yeah. you know, when a uh, fight goes viral, it's like everybody's going nuts at the mall or outside. It kind of seemed like that in 95. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Wrestling was maybe less accessible okay. back then. So like like nowadays we uh, we can just watch wrestling twenty four seven easily. Yeah. Uh, back then you only had a few slots during the week, and if you missed it, not no DVR or anything. Yeah, like good point. So maybe wrestling was a little less. Uh, it was more of an attraction, I yeah. suppose. Um, but speaking of attractions, we got two attractions here. We got the smoking guns. Yeah, Bart and Billy versus. The Blue Brothers, yeah, Eli and Jacob Blue, uh, of course, accompanied by Uncle Zebekiah, uh, otherwise known as uh, Dutch Mantel, yep. Zeb Coulter, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we got the Blue Twins. By the by, do you by any chance are you familiar with the Blue Twins? No. They were uh, would go on to shave their heads and become uh, DOA. Uh, if you're familiar, they were a uh, what's their gimmick? They rode in motorcycles like in the late '90s. They're like skinheads. Like one guy was called Eight Ball, and the other guy was Dildo, or I don't remember what their names were. But um, so they they were fine, I guess. And then you have the Smoking Guns, obviously Bart and Billy, Billy Gun. Yeah. Um, I'm watching this. I didn't even realize till uh, <laughs> I was like looking at my notes after. I thought this was a tag title match. Uh, but it was not. It was just a random ass tag team match. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the tag team champions at the time are Owen Hart and Yokozuna, and uh, don't know why they're not on the car. I think yeah. something. So in like, uh, like a little, the little bit of research I did did so they they were. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I do sometimes on on, on, on a, once in a blue moon uh, look up some stuff. 
So uh, British Bulldog and Lex Luger were a team called the Allied Powers. And uh, they were kind of in a feud with Yoko and Owen, the tag team champions. But at this point, Lex Luger actually is not with the WWF, even though he appears later in the show. But he, that was without a contract. Yeah. So Luger's basically on his way out. So they're like in the middle of a feud there. So I guess they just put the kibosh on it. And they're like, you know what? Let's put some lower tier guys on it. Um, allegedly, it's because like house shows were down so like and the payoffs have been small so it's like you know let's get these lower guys on here give them a pay-per-view uh payday yeah. and you know whatever you want to believe but um that could provide some semblance of why this is on the card but um again the match is fine it's there's not a lot of heart to it it's just a random match yes. uh <laughs> it's a very standard like okay the heels they beat on uh billy for a little bit Bart gets the hot tag. He, he gives the old noggin knocker to the Blue Brothers. And uh, the the smoking guns, they hit like a side slam leg drop combo for the win. So Which was the, pretty cool. It was. That yeah. was a very cool cool move. Uh, so the smoking guns win. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, there was really no consequence or backstory to this. No. So it's kind of whatever. <laughs> what you, you think about it? Yeah. And I think it's going to be consistent throughout the whole pay-per-view. It was a wrestling was good you know in ring it was good like we just said the the ending to this match was cool i would have popped it you know if i was yeah watching it nowadays i actually did pop you know it was yeah. a cool finish um again seemed like they just threw shit together through it to through it you know maybe it sticks maybe it doesn't um i again we talked about hunter house helmsley we talked about uh one two three kid but he already kind of had a name at this point um, mm-hmm. it seemed like the smoking guns, Billy and Bart were getting some heat or getting some, you know, they were, they were on the, the way top. up. Yeah. Go ahead. Yep. I mean, I'm just gonna say that the, the tag team division was like, not, I mean, it's never been a big thing never. in the WWE, yeah. but like, as far as tag teams go at this point, the, the smoking guns are at the top, even though they're not the champions. Yeah. Um, so, and that's kind of solidifying that, I guess. Yeah. It seemed like they were gaining momentum again, the fans seemed like they really were entertained the way uh the match ended it was uh entertaining uh i've always been a billy gunn fan always since day one since now i I still enjoy watching his sons i just i don't know he's just always been constant kind of like this pay-per-view it's always yeah he's always been constant in my life so i love him (laughs) no thank you for saying what needed to be said yeah no, it was a good, decent match. It was entertaining. Again, we'll go back to the commentators. Just odd things Jerry says, and he just gets away with it. And it's just like, dude. What did, what did he say in this match? Oh, something about the... I don't know, but it was odd. Something about fucking horses or yeah. something? Something about smoking... I'll give you a gun to smoke. Something. I'll have to or get I back wish, to you on the next episode. Yeah, you have your people yeah. talk to my people, and we'll figure that out. Um, <laughs> but the first match with a storyline here is up next. The uh, <laughs> so we got Barry Horowitz, yes, versus Skip. Yep. No last name, just Skip with Sonny, the Body Donnas, yeah. and uh, eventually would become a tag team. I have to look it up actually because it's gonna bother me because Skip. Do you do you know by any chance? No. Body Donna's WWF. Cause Skip would end up being in a tag team 
with do 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 Tom Pritchard. Tom Pritchard, really? Tom, the the, the brother of Bruce Pritchard, I guess. That's a that's a Wikipedia tells me. Uh, Wikipedia would never lie to me. So, but uh, yeah, we got Skip here as a solo act. And the whole thing is so Barry Horowitz. He's uh, he's a well-known jobber yeah. in these days. Never he's a he, he never won matches. No, but uh, he he stole a match. Uh, I forget like on Superstars or something. No Action Zone. Uh, he beat Skip and uh, ended Skip Skippy ended Skippy's winning streak and uh, very embarrassing. Yeah. So uh, and then and then they did a whole beat the clock challenge. Uh, Skip did. On, on superstars and Barry Horowitz lasted the amount of time. So he technically got a second win over Skip. So Skip's like, oh, this piece of shit is beating me. Yeah. He's a loser. I'm going to, third time's a charm. I'm going to beat this jobber. Yeah. And um, <laughs> we have a, uh, for, first of all, Todd Pettengill, who's a gem. Yeah, he is, dude. Uh, I got to, I got to add that, that the, the sponsor of this show is Stridex, which is like an acne pad, I guess. Yep. Um, so Todd Pettengill's like Skip is looking to Stridex out that yeah. one blemish on his record. Yeah, he was he had those one liners all pay per view. <laughs> he did. Man, when we get to the Isaac Yanko match, we go. got yep. we got a lot to talk about. But um, and apparently Barry Horowitz he gets a contract if he wins. So I guess he's working without a contract. Um, so a little bit of stakes involved. Um, a little bit of backstory. But uh, so Skip comes out there. Sonny's yelling at the camera, saying something. She's in uh, prime too. Oh my god, man! Woo, Sonny, yeah. Sonny. What if happened? I was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nowadays you can pay yeah. twenty dollars and get in bed with her. Yeah. Um, but man, if I was, because what were we ninety five? So I'm only two years old. So I didn't have boners yet. Yeah, I was five. Yeah, so you did. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, so Barry Horowitz, speaking of owners, Barry Horowitz runs to the ring. He has suspenders on, which is a weird choice. Um, Best jobber look I've ever seen. This guy is muscle. This guy looks like Chris Masters in 2009. I mean, well, maybe not that, not that full extent, but still he was, you know, you, when you think of jobbers, you think of Gilbert, you think of guys that, you know, just, you know, they're okay. They look good. They kind of look like me. Just, you know, seven <laughs> feet taller. And uh right. it was, like you said, the suspenders. And I almost thought he was going to hit the uh, the uh, opening Titantron thing, you know, that came up throughout the whole entrance. Every entrance, it was like a, I don't oh, know yeah. how, like, how to explain it, but like. It was like a screen. You had a show and it, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Like Help Austin. If you, have you seen Austin Powers? Yes, absolutely. Do you know the scene where like Austin, he's like behind the screen and he has like a, yeah. like a stick and he's like jerking, it's like a silhouette yeah, yeah, yeah. you can see. That's like kind of what the screen that now that's kind yeah. of the fucking thing that lives on the internet. Yeah. Um, but uh, Barry with his suspenders, the suspenders come off. <laughs> no, no, no. It's we're thoroughly on it. Yeah. We gotta talk about this guy's suspenders for at least forty-five minutes. Yes. Um, even Good though they only shit. stay on for about two seconds. Yeah. But um, but no, you brought up. Barry Horowitz was like kind of built and it's funny because Skip his whole gimmick is that he's a fitness guy uh he, he works out yeah but these, these two guys and like Barry Horowitz is like a schlubby jobber at least he's supposed to be but they have like the same physique yeah so it's like what what are we doing here but uh and uh so Sonny 
So what happens here? So Barry yeah. catches Skip by surprise. Like I said, he sprints in the ring, beats him down. He catches him before the bell. Uh, Skip eventually gets advantage um, after he gets suplexed to the outside, which is a pretty brutal bump. But in comes Sonny. She tries to throw in the towel, but the referee, Earl Hebner, yes. says, this ain't boxing. Even though they literally just did a throw in the towel gimmick at Survivor Series the previous year oh, with shit. Bret Hart and uh, Bob Backlund. But we don't talk about that. Yeah. We don't talk did about you cover that one yet? I did. Okay, I cool. did. That was a uh, that was something. Is that your favorite show of all time? Yes, absolutely. Big, you a big Bob Backlund guy? Uh, Him and his Darren Young days. Damn, that was good <laughs> shit. <laughs> you know what Darren another thing, Young. too, is? The announcer. Whoever the announcer was. I don't know if it was someone that uh, doesn't do it on a normal occasion, but he was bad. Or she. Was it he or she? I think it was a he. I think it was. A, it's, it sounded like Todd Pettengill, but I don't think it was. Okay, because they, they uh, didn't announce Barry's name correctly, and Vince said something, too. What'd they say? Oh, horror shits, horror wits, horror something. Horrible wits? Something. Huh? Yeah. Come on now, folks. But it, he do, they do it throughout the whole... Um, Throughout the whole show, we'll get to there when we'll get to that on the next match. But uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. Weird That's things funny. like I that I that. catch. No, yeah. Um, but yeah, the match, it's fine, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Skip Skip's in there. He's doing a lot of jumping jacks amongst Stupid. all this yeah. punching and stuff. But he's a workout guru. You see, yeah. the Skip is. Simon you can tell Dean. by the towel. Yeah, it literally, it's literally <laughs> Simon Dean, what this is. Um, but Skip, it's a flying headbutt. Off the top rope. Which was cool. Barry. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't, didn't expect that from old uh, Chris Candido here. But um, he hits the headbutt, has him pinned, but he picks up. He picks him up at two. Yeah. Very cocky on the part of Skip. Yeah. He goes for a pile driver, but Barry Horowitz back drops out of it. And uh, Barry goes to the top. But Sonny shakes the ropes and crotches Barry Horowitz on the top rope. And then Skip follows up with a superplex. And then I know what you're thinking. Yeah. This match needs more Japs. So out comes Hakushi. And uh, <laughs> I could say that because I'm a quarter, I'm a third Asian. Okay. So, uh, so the Japs are here. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, just look at my penis. <laughs> but Hakushi comes out. And because uh, there's a whole thing where, so uh, if I'm following right, so I think Skip and Hakushi were teaming together on Action Zone. And uh, Skip lost, which made Hakushi lose. So now Hakushi and Skip are at odds here. So Hakushi comes out. Him and Skip stare each other down. Yeah. Hakushi gets on the apron and springboards over both Skip and Barry Horowitz, which is a, a fun, really like uh, creative way to distract him. Uh, Skip turns around and runs right into a small package from Barry Horowitz and that gives Horowitz the win for yeah. the third time in a row over skip. And uh, I guess Barry Horowitz has a contract with the world wrestling federation. So uh, yeah, good stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, it's weird to watch this match and then go back. I don't know if you listen to JBL's podcast or even Jim Ross's podcast podcast, mm -hmm. but they talk so highly of Barry and I just, I don't know, man. Maybe maybe in his later days, maybe the days that I didn't watch him, but mm -hmm. I mean, he looked like a great jobber. That's I'm you can yeah. you can be a good jobber. Yeah. So maybe that's what they talk about. Yeah. Uh reliable, 
guy, maybe a good guy there backstage. You go. I think but reliable, yeah. Keyword there. Him with his suspenders and yeah. his he had a good mullet though. Yeah. You gotta but be honest. Let's get back to Sonny. Holy shit. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, she was uh yeah. she's a lovely lady. Yeah. She's a lovely lady. It's a shame. Um Yeah, she's still she's still at it. Yeah. In jail. <laughs> okay. Bend over. Speaking of bending over, we got Dean Douglas backstage. Mm. And uh he's 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 teaching us some vocab there, Nicholas. Uh do you know what vivify means? No. I know vivid entertainment. That's not, I don't think this is what he's viv, wait, is there a relation? Because vivify, apparently, according to, to Dean, uh, means to renew with new life or vigor, which I guess okay. can translate into erections, uh, etc. Okay. So makes so that sense. Was makes close. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, so Dean Douglas, like we mentioned, he's here to critique the matches. So he's critiquing that previous match. Uh, and he has like a, like a TV, like a box TV. And there's like a, like a John Madden style. He could like bring out this pen and yeah. like draw circles, right? Which is kind of funny. It is. Um, it's 1995. It's this big ass thing with this huge pen. He has to like stick it in the, the box. But, um, and he says, uh, that match was a travesty. Uh, he gives the referee an F because remember he's a teacher because his name's Dean. It was a ref. It was an Earl, right? It was Kyoto? Uh, it was Earl. It was Earl. Okay. Um, I love he gives Kyoto. A, oh yeah. He, he comes yeah. into play later. Yeah. That show. was weird. <laughs> it was hot, but he gives the referee an F. He gives Barry the grade of S for slacker. <laughs> Jesus. We're all having fun here. Yeah. But it, it does show that like, <laughs> The WWE or F, like it's hit and misses. So like they know what they're doing. They're just trying to put everything together. That's what it seems like to me. Well, it's a new generation. Yeah. So it just seems like they're trying and they know what they're doing. They have the, you know, again, 95 SummerSlam wasn't amazing, but little bits and pieces we've discussed each match so far. And it's just, you know, there's highs and there's lows and it, it just seems like you know, it's, it's, it's coming, you know, the, whatever's next, the future's bright, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So yeah. But th- this again was just weird, just awkward. It was cool with the whole Madden thing, like you said, but it's just like, uh, we don't need a teacher. We don't need this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're trying new things out, yeah, which I can't exactly. blame them for because the, something has to change and they'll, they'll figure it out. Like you said, eventually. Yeah. But the next match here we go. Got the woman's title, the coveted WWF woman's title is on the line. We got the champion, Alundra Blaze. Dope ass versus, entrance. Yeah. 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 She's on fire because her last name's Blaze. She's born to run, baby. That's what they say. Uh, versus Bertha Faye, uh, accompanied by Harvey Whippleman. Uh, so tell me what you know about this Bertha Faye gal. Nothing. Nothing oh, well, at shame. all. I mean, she looked like someone that could compete, you know, for the title. And she was, again, we'll go back to it, consistent. The matches were, you know, in-ring match, in-ring. It was good. It was decent. It was okay. It wasn't amazing. It wasn't Taker, you know, HPK at WrestleMania. It wasn't anything yeah. like that. But consistently, it was a decent match for every match of this card. Maybe not the main event, but we'll get to that. But what I'm trying to say here is I don't know shit. I don't know anything about her. <laughs> Let's hear it. What do you got? No, I mean I don't. I don't got much. Yeah. Her Wikipedia is 
pretty short. But apparently she was kind of a big deal in like Mexico and Japan. Makes sense. Um, Bigger than so life kind of deal, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and uh, Alundra Blaze. Her, her and Alundra. Yeah. Alundra Blaze specifically, I want to, because she's like so good. Like she she could hang in today's like landscape of women's wrestling. Cause I mean, maybe I don't know if this match is <laughs> the best uh, representation of it. Although she did throw out some good, like martial arts kicks and high yeah. flying stuff. Um, but I mean, her matches in this time period with um, the bull Nakano are some of the, be- literally some of the best wrestling matches of the entire year for the company. So yeah, um, it's a shame that the women's division was never a thing until uh, much later, yeah, <laughs> a, a decade or two later. So yeah. And it looks like Bertha was getting, blaze over as much as like you talk yeah. so well so good about you know alanja it's still good to have someone like you know she's bigger than life like we say yeah. you know she's trying to get her over she knows what the job is and she's trying to do it and i i think she did a great job um but you want to talk about jerry or no please please tell me fucking awkward dude he was on the borderline <laughs> of saying outrageous things about um, Bertha here and it's just like even the camera angles every now and then where it was like a an odd camera angle you know uh-huh. maybe it wasn't um, of her face it was something else another body part you of her could, asshole okay if we're gonna go there yeah it was her ass <laughs> yeah it just I don't know it's just like he's on the borderline it was very odd and I didn't like it I was very uncomfortable I will be honest I expected so much worse yeah, this match because he always he always always calling a lunger blaze a horse face, always making fun of her nose. Just awkward. I didn't, yeah, I didn't really hear any of that in this match. Maybe I missed it. Yeah, and uh, Bertha Faye. I, I mean, you could expect what you can expect, and yeah. he did you know have his moments, but to me it wasn't as bad as it could have been. I guess. No, exactly. I think he was on the borderline. Yeah, yeah, he's trying to learn, but it was awkward. I guess. It was just like uh, I don't know, maybe the times and. You know, that's maybe just, I'm, that's just old Jerry. That's all Uncle Jerry for you. Yeah, that that's it right there. But uh, yeah, like you said, Bertha, she was a great foil yeah. for Alundra Blaze. I love the spots where like Bertha, she'd just be standing in the middle of the ring and Blaze would go for like a cross body and just hit her like a fucking billboard. Dude, yeah. <laughs> but and Blaze she, like, sold it. The way she sold yeah. it was like it was legitimately like a brick wall. Yeah. And that's what you do. You try to get each other over. Yeah, and they yeah. made the most of the time they were given. Like I said, there's like her and Kenrana's being thrown out, yeah. like uh, crucifix pins, like way yeah. more athletic than you would expect in this time period for women's wrestling. Yeah, I um, think like we said, they're getting to the to the point where it's like the WWF, like it's at its all time high. So yeah. yeah, it's just building, you know? They're just getting there. Building blocks. Exactly. Um, I but guess. Bertha, what am I saying? Bertha eventually, <laughs> well, kind of, sort of, because like, tell Bertha, me to shut up, <laughs> shut the fuck up, Nick. Like, come on, man. Uh, but Bertha eventually wins with the power bomb, mm. uh, wins the women's title, yes. But uh, it's funny because I, I, I look more research from your boy, dun, dun, dun. uh, it was in only like three or four months we get that famous uh, Medusa shows up at. Nitro yeah. dumps the title in the trash can. It's only three, like three or four months after this. And so, that's why uh, it's so cool to do this, to go yeah. through each pay-per-view. Cause you just see it and it's like, Oh shit, that's a pretty big deal. And throwing, you know, the title in the trash or the belt. I don't know what they call it, but, um, yeah. 
But yeah, it's cool to go back and watch this and understand, like, okay, well, like, why did she, she really need to lose there? Yeah, I mean, it's it's less, I think, about her losing and more of just, like, there's just no, like, I don't even remember when the last time the, the title was defended before this, okay. to be honest. It was very few and yeah. far between, so it's, yeah, like, you the, the women's more. division... Yeah wasn't really there's was no spotlight on it even though they whenever they were given a spotlight i mean I, like i said the bull nakano matches with the london lunger blaze and stuff like that like they're great matches yeah. but there's just no build for anything so um and what about uh you brought him up what the fuck's his name uh harvey ah yes oh man that's a whole thing now nowadays you know the legends talk about him again on their podcast and it's like this he was amazing he was great for me it just i don't know he seemed like a geek that kind of made it into wrestling and you know well he he's trying okay. to get it in with bertha okay i think was the uh the storyline here are you joking or that that's what commentary told me oh was well, that then uh you're, you're gonna believe jerry the per pervert <laughs> <laughs> the king yeah the king the king would never lie jerry yeah. Very, very, very insinuating that Harvey's in love with Bertha. Yeah. And like, like Bertha wins and then Harvey grabs the women's title and gets on his one knee and hands it to her. Like, yeah. What are your thoughts? What, what happens next? What, what, what? Well, do- I think he gets on top. Um, oh, we're going. And there. then, okay. Br- oh, what were you asking? Sorry, I misjudged <laughs> you. What were you what, like, what, were what happens? Ask? Like, what, what, what's 96 look like? What's 97? Like, where is he at? Oh, fuck if I know. I think oh. it bounces from person to person managing. Yeah. I mean, there's an era where, like, you'd have managers and they would just, like, bounce from person yeah. to person. Like Jimmy. Yes, exactly. We'll get there. Um, well, maybe not this pay per view, but. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not the most uh, educated on Harvey Whippleman, but uh, yeah. I'll keep you informed. Well, that's. that's uh, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll keep you updated on his status yeah. uh, going forward. But uh, so the man, so the next match. Now we get into like the uh, what I would say main event kind of matches. We got a casket match up next. Yeah, the Undertaker versus Kama, the Supreme Fighting Machine. The Who train. I, I don't know who. There's no hose here. He's no. he's he's a fighting machine, and he looks okay. it too. He, he looks died. like a bad motherfucker. Yeah, he I, he would rip my asshole out yeah. if he wanted to. So Jesus, um, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want him. I'm <laughs> yeah. not saying I wanted Please, to do that. No. Uh, anyways, wrestling. So we got uh <laughs> So these guys, Taker, Godfather. Yeah. This all started at WrestleMania, which was about I don't know five months before this. Uh, Kama interfered in Undertaker's match. He stole his urn and uh, smelted it down into a necklace. Yeah. Which uh, he had out there he was wearing. And uh, that was just five months ago and we've been building up. We've been stretching that shit out. And uh, now we're here. Casket match. Like your butthole. Like (laughs) like my butthole? Well, you said Stretched out. There we go. There we go. Connecting the dots. Come on. You can hear the whistles. Can you cut this out, please? Nope. I'm going (laughs) to put this in the beginning. So we got, speaking of buttholes, we got two of them. And uh, well, four of them. Because Paul Bearer and uh, Ted DiBiase are here as well. Um, But the match itself, you know, it's fine. Exactly. What what were your general thoughts on on this? These whole shenanigans? Yeah. I, I thought it was a really good match. 
I thought it was probably one of the best matches other than uh, the one, two, one, two, three kid match, I guess sure. because of the casket, I think, you know, that stipulation adds something to the match makes it interesting. Um, yeah. I love these guys. I think that's why too. I love taker. I love, uh, I'm going to call him Godfather. <laughs> that's go for it. Yeah. The good father. How about that? Um, he looked like a bad motherfucker. He looked like somebody that could compete against Taker. And I guess this is where they were trying to build Taker. I mean, Paul hey, uh, Bearer, like, give me a little more about him in 95. Do you know? Because it seemed like he wasn't a factor. I mean, he was with Undertaker. That's really okay. all. I mean, he wasn't really. Uh, I mean, eventually he uh, aligns with Mankind. I don't yeah. think that's till 96, though. But uh, yeah. as far as here, he's just with Paul Bearer. Did have like, with... a moment. Yeah. There was yeah he did have one moment in this match where he did like he like ripped his jacket off and was yeah. like going for Ted DiBiase it was just fun to see yeah it was kind of weird that uh excuse me I keep on wanting to call him I keep trying to call him uh, Godfather but he he came out to Ted DiBiase that music that was kind of weird oh well, yeah he's a part of the million dollar yeah. corporation yeah faction was this before it's time because this was like surprising because you see all the matches and they're just like pins submissions count outs it's just like i don't know same old thing just a different way mm-hmm. this was like holy shit casket match take yeah i don't know i don't know how many casket matches happened but i guess i know there was one with yokozuna survivor SummerSlam 94 i think no okay. survivor series 94 um but at before that i don't know how many casket matches if any there were so this is a pretty new concept yeah um Dude, this the Undertaker man. I mean, we're fresh off the heels of seeing this dude getting inducted in the Hall of Fame, yeah. and we sometimes forget like how. I mean, we we it, we all know how how long he's been doing it, but yeah. to see him here in '95. I mean, he's only five years into his WWF career, yeah, and he's already like a veteran. Basically, he's already like the Godfather of the roster. Yeah. It's crazy how early he is, like percentage wise in his career. But I mean, the crowd, he was so over there with the go. crowd. I mean, the rest in peace chants, yep. the, the, the reactions to everything this dude was doing. And we're only just getting started with this dude. Yeah, even the entrance. I mean, the music was kind of weird. It was more like an organ entrance. But still, yeah, the like classic. you said, it was popping. It, you know, it, people were over. Again, the whole fucking pay-per-view. I don't know why. Maybe they had drugs at the, you know, they were giving away drugs. But it just seemed like, I don't know. It was a, It was a good match. I enjoyed it. I really did. Yeah, that Pittsburgh. I think they're in Pittsburgh, right? Yes, they say like 80,000 million times. The uh, the igloo. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry, we're in Pittsburgh. Uh, goddamn pal. But, uh, yeah, like you said, it's a good match. The casket yeah. gets involved. They, they make good use of the it casket. It was a long like, match. It was decently long. Yeah. yeah. Uh, comma, suplexes taker onto to the top of the casket. He goes to pile driver, taker onto it, but gets backdropped into the ring. Yeah. Um, comma wears on Taker for a little bit. Both, but at one point, both men get knocked into the casket, which in the lid closes. So it's like yeah. they both lose. Um, but apparently only one person can lose, so they're just fighting in the casket as the lid's closed. Uh, comma starts to crawl out, but Taker has his leg, and uh, he pulls comma back into the cast. So they're both just brawling in the casket as they're standing inside which was of it. Cool. And, yeah, that was very unique. Yeah. Um, and as they're both standing in it, uh, Kama tries to escape, but um, Kamala, 
Kamala. <laughs> but uh, he escapes, but the lid doesn't close, no. so the match isn't over yet. Uh, but eventually, Kama gets ch- uh, caught with the choke slam. And like the time between the choke slam and the tombstone, like the crowd, you could like, oh no, you just have to go watch it. Yeah. If people listening, if you haven't watched it in a while, like the the rumble, like everybody was like wanting the tombstone, and then Taker does the throat slit, and the crowd just erupts, like they go Isn't bananas for it. Like in like, just the simplest stuff. Yeah. Um, he hits the tombstone, rolls comma into the casket, shuts the slams the lid. And Undertaker gets the win here. And uh, like you said, damn good match. Yeah. It was 16 minutes. It's crazy that we think it was long. Well, yeah. I said it. 16 is not right. that long, but still. Yeah, it was a good match. I, I appreciated it. I thought it was uh, very entertaining. And I think it was, you know, before it's time. I don't think. For sure. And the, and the shit that they did on top of the casket, too. I think it was a choke slam or something. It just there's a suplex on top of it, suplex, maybe some other yeah. stuff. Yeah, I just watched it this morning. How do I forget? I don't know. Well, I watched it like yeah. two hours ago, so yeah. I'm, I'm more fresh. <laughs> yeah, right on time. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Well, uh, while we're talking about The Undertaker, might as well talk about his brother. Oh, god, <laughs> Dr. Isaac Yantcom DDS mm-hmm. versus the hitman Bret Hart. Um, man, lots Let's to unpack it. here. Um, so, so Brett, Brett, for you or anybody unaware, uh, Dr. Isaac Yankum is the uh, dentist of Jerry the King Lawler. And for whatever reason, whatever reason, Jerry Lawler and Brett Hart have been feuding for like two fucking years. Yeah. And, uh, they just recently had a kiss my foot match at, uh, in your house, I believe maybe where, uh, Lawler lost, and not only did he kiss Brett's foot, but he kissed his own foot. Uh, he was forced to by Brett. And uh, so, what I what do you do when you night. kiss your own foot? Yeah, I'm kidding. How'd that go? Uh, Is that what we're calling it now? <laughs> what was the question? Did you get a rib cage removed? Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> anyways, so we got uh, so King. He's recruited his dentist, yeah. otherwise known as Kane, for anyone unaware. Uh, this is his first pay-per-view match. Actually, I think his first match, really. Who? Um, Yankum. That's that's gotta be Kane. Oh yeah, I, Isaac Yankum. Yes. Um, and uh, so Todd Pettengill. There Gotta we give go. another shout out to Todd Pettengill. Do it. All right, <laughs> gotta take a deep breath before this one. So remember, everybody, Doctor Isaac Yankum. Yankum. Do you get it? He's a dentist, right? With teeth. So Todd Pettengill calls Isaac a demented tooth fairy. And Jerry the King Lawler has been drilling in the point that he's looking to extract the hitman from the WWF. Beautiful. And uh, he uh, he says that Brett, or Todd Pettengill says that Brett is looking to put Isaac and Jerry Lawler under the decayed cavity where they came from. Shakespeare-esque, man. Shakespeare-esque. Nick, ask me where Isaac Yankum is from. Um, Kyle, where is... uh, uh Uh-oh. He gone. Ask me. Ask me. He gone. Where is he from? 
Decatur, Illinois. Boom. Come on now. Boom. Folks. He's a dentist. Let's just say they were trying to get this character over, right? Did you you know he's a dentist? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) MD. D. DS. So um yeah, so that the match is fine. Like Brett is very much carrying of course, yeah. this match. Um, even in the beginning, like you have Yankum, because in hindsight, knowing that this is Kane, it's just yeah. funny to see him in his stupid blue pants and this yes. stupid blonde mullet. Because he looks like a stud too. I mean his face I mean, I get oh, why they put guy. the yeah, the mask on him, but he, <laughs> he, he he I mean, and as much as we want to say, you know, Brett carried him. I think he put up a good fight too. He held his own. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And we said this with the the Bob Holly Triple H match earlier. It's Yes. You yep. could see, you could see the greenness on him, but you can also see the uh like yes. why he would become such a big deal. Um but yeah, Brett, dude. Even in 95 when when this wasn't a great year for the WWF, dude, he was just phenomenal. Seriously, like Yeah. It looked f- flawless. Even from the entrance to the match to everything about Brett, man. I mean, obviously he's a living legend. He might be a sourpuss, but dude. No, he's great. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Seriously. Question. I think this was the longest match, wasn't it? If no, probably. that was Sean and If not the Razor. latter. Yeah. They were close though. Are you a uh are you more of a Brett guy or a Sean guy? Hmm. It's tough, because I Sometimes when I, uh, I don't know, that's a tough one. It really is because Sean did so much for the industry. And then you look back at it and you say, well, so did Brett. I mean, even 95 when, you know, this was a pretty shitty pay-per-view. Let's be honest. Brett performed well, performed really, really good. And HBK's performance, you know, it's just, uh, you know, it is what it is. If it wasn't for the the mania matches against Taker, I would go Brett, but I'd, I I have to go Michaels here. What about you? Yeah, see, so yeah, it's interesting because Brett is before my time. So like being yeah. able to do this podcast, I've watched. Yeah, because <laughs> um, I started like reviewing this this stuff at WrestleMania ten when he was with in his feud with Owen. Um, I've seen all the stuff he's done with you know Diesel and Bob Backlund and Hakushi and like I, I've I've gotten a uh a big respect for brett oh yeah within the, in the time i've been doing this pod like the, the things like the simple things he does like how he lays stuff in how he bumps how he punches like he's not the most charismatic guy no but i don't think that's any secret um but at the same time sean is really getting hot at this point too um and when you just factor in the longevity of sean and what he would go on to do in like yeah. the 2000s like but what I'm, he did for the industry alone you know i mean this is th- this is the part where they, you know, change into high flying. I mean, HBK, Shawn Michaels is that reason, but it, it's tough. It really is tough. That's a good question. What about you? I'm, I'm probably Shawn. I mean, they're both yeah. dicks, so I don't think personal really factors into it. No. But, yeah, uh, just Google Shawn Mike or uh, Bret Hart. Shoot. You'll find the yeah. reason why he's a dick, but. Yeah, for sure. Um but uh, the match itself, I mean, Isaac, it's yeah. funny calling Kane Isaac. Isaac's out there. He's he's dominating a little bit. He's attacking the mouth of Bret Hart because remember, yeah. remember, yep. he's a dentist. 
Um, we get like a Nyla Rose leg drop from Isaac Yankum where he like Brett straped over the top yeah. rope and Yankum comes off the top rope with a leg drop. Yep. Uh, which is something I did not expect to see. Yeah. Um, Again, they're trying new things. Yeah. They're getting uh, to that point. The athleticism is is evolving. There you go. Is what we're saying. It's a new generation. You said it. Uh, we got Brett. Speaking of which, Brett hits a suicide dive. Which is fun. I always love Brett's. And this is kind of what I'm talking about, like getting an appreciation for Bret Hart. Whenever he does a suicide dive, he doesn't just jump and like push the guy, no. like a lot of guys do. He jumps, lands on him, and within like a fez press, and starts like raining down punches. So it's yeah. like he's not trying to like do a flashy move. He's trying to like he's like so desperate to attack this guy yeah. that he's willing to jump like through the ropes to do it. Which yeah, I love. it kind of reminded me of. Uh... DB or BD, whatever you want to call him, Brian yeah. Danielson. <laughs> like, it's not just about going through the rope. It's about headbutting him, making sure that he stays down, you know? So I love it. I yeah. dig it. Again, Brett, dude, phenomenal match. Even though it wasn't great. really great for uh, Mr. Dentist, a.k.a. Kane. Wait, he's a dentist? Oh, yeah, shit, yeah. I forgot. Um, and even Jerry, dude. Oh, We'll it's get, like we're, Jerry we're from like 2012. That. It's like, dude, please retire. I love you. I respect you. It just you just so, gotta go. You just like, gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> Enough of Jerry yeah. Lawler for the love of God, yeah. dude. Like, because like I said, Brett. So he's got the advantage. He has the Russian leg sweep on Isaac. This classic second rope elbow drop locks in the sharpshooter. But Jerry Lawler, who was on commentary, gets out from the desk. Uh, he helps Isaac get to the ropes. And, um, you know, Bret Hart's like, oh, what are you doing? What's all that about? So Bret gets out and uh, goes for Jerry. And this allows Isaac to take advantage. Throws Bret into the steps. Throws him back into the ring. Yeah. Isaac goes to the top. But Bret throws him off. And <laughs> Bret hog ties Isaac Yankum to the ring post using like a camera cord or whatever. Yeah. Unlike Bret. Yeah, very much so. And uh, the ref is like, we can't let this hullabaloo go on. So he begins to untie Yankum from the from the ring post. And this, you know, as this is all happening, Brett and Jerry Lawler are going at it on the outside. Uh, and as they're going at it, Isaac, his feet are free, goes to the top rope and from the top to the outside with a huge axe handle. Yeah. Like the athleticism from from Kane. Yeah. Here is, I mean, he's very young. So, yeah. Um, and it's funny because I was thinking when he was, you know, climbing up to the top, like, what is he going to do? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, he's going to, he's going to do that. Just like Miz. Yeah. No five star frog splash. He's just going to jump. It's fair. We yeah. would see that from Kane in yeah. the later years too. So, yep. um, yeah, no shooting star pressed into a no. DDT pile driver. No. Um, so, and, and at this point, Lawler and Yankum yeah, just start double teaming Brett. Brett's Jerry, face gets you. wrapped. Yeah. <laughs> fine peace um but uh brett's face gets wrapped into this like in between the top and second ropes and the the match is thrown out it's a dq because jerry lawler is all involved but brett's face is wrapped into the in the ropes and they're pulling his feet in the opposite direction which i guess is like trying to attack the mouth is that what they were trying to get across here or i guess that was their best way of doing it was it fine i guess um but yeah that's that's pretty much what it all is. Uh, but yeah, like I said, uh, better match than I expected, at least. Yeah, I think so. I really do. Again, we'll go back to it. Brett, 
Doesn't matter what year, dude. I mean, yeah, it does. When he leaves and goes to WCW. That was a shitty year, but this is 95. He's mm-hmm. phenomenal. I mean, every step, every move, every everything, you yeah. know, it's just like, why did he do that? Well, he thought of that. You know, he planned that. This is why he is the best and, you know, whatever. You know the saying. I don't have to say it. No, what is it? I've never heard it before. Yeah. He's the best in the world. Oh, no, that's punk. That's your, you don't know anything about wrestling, do you? Yeah. But no, it was just. It's a weird, it is a weird year for Brett because this is a year where he's like very much he's, a mid card ish yeah. guy, but he's getting like all the new, he's getting Hakushi, he's getting Yankum, yeah. he's getting. He's do you think Waller, that was Brett like, saying, you know, give it to me? It could have been. Let me get him over. It could have been. You also have Diesel as the guy. Oh, yeah. At this point, so maybe he's taking a step back because they're both baby faces. So yeah. it's just like, eh, put That's me a on a different point. tier. Um, speaking of baby faces, we got two of them in this next match. We got the Intercontinental title on the line Sir. in a ladder match. Yeah. Shawn Michaels, the champion versus Razor Ramon. Man, it was um I don't want to say it's lucky timing because obviously like yeah. um very unfortunate passing of Scott Hall uh recently, maybe about two weeks, two or three weeks before uh this recording. Um super sad, but um it was very I, I was very happy to watch this match. Yeah. Uh with all that in mind. Uh Even were the you promo big too? Oh, what was his line? Hold on, yeah. I, I typed it I typed it out. I think it was or, A-Yo. Uh, yes. I don't think it was. Yes. I don't think he said it yet. Did he? I don't think he did. No, no. he was still very. He was still Cuban. Here. Yeah, yeah. Tony Montana. Um, <laughs> no, he had a good line. Do you remember yeah. what it was? No, come on. About dancing. Dancing it was, um, queen. <clears throat> no. Yeah, that was it. So, so this right. meant. <laughs> See ya. The razor. He's he's backstage with uh, Todd or Doc Hendricks. Yeah, not Todd. Razor. He says, "Hey, Sean, you ready to dance?" Well, Razor leads. That's dope. That's actually a fucking yeah. cool line. Oh, I think Razor Ramon could literally say anything. It'd be cool. Yeah. Seriously. Like, Sean. And that hair was perfect, too. Right in the My middle. My pubes are matted. Curled. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, But, dude, this ladder match. Have you, you've, have, you, have you seen the WrestleMania 10 ladder match? Of course. Come on. Please. Which one? Which don't one do you think you prefer? Hi, up, David. Look, you don't you know anything for anything. Yeah, I don't um, have a wrestling podcast. That wasn't, <laughs> you know. I'm just an you, asshole. You, you didn't talk to JBL. No, Jeff Jarrett. You don't know anything. No. Um, I thought it was an uh, an okay match. It seemed like you know the Hardys, Christian Edge. You know those guys, Dudleys. I'm familiar. Every year or every time they had another ladder match, they tried to do different things. And I feel like that's what they did here. But it just, I don't know, man. It just didn't get over for me. I think maybe because the first ladder match was so, you know, historic. I don't think they knew it was, you know, historic now. But it just seemed like they tried yeah. to do different things. They had the thing in the you know, in the corner. They... They did a lot of different things, and it just didn't seem like it got over. Again, the crowd loved it. I mean, the crowd fucking ate it. It was like when Stone Cold returned, you know, last weekend. Yeah. They loved it. I don't know why. I mean, I guess because it's, you know. I mean, these are the two of the biggest stars in the exactly. company at this point. So, Yeah, and they've done this before. So it's like, oh, shit, they're doing it again. This is going to be dope. 
but it just fell short. And then again, Kyle, I'm comparing it to the their ladder match they had. I don't know if yeah. that's if that's right. I don't know if that's something we should. No, do. No, that's that's very valid. Yeah. I mean, that's the point of you know yeah. comparing the two. So yeah, yeah, but it was it was okay for a ladder match. So there's one nuance here. Yeah, let's that hear it. um. Uh, you might be familiar with this. So, um, and a difference between this match and their first match. So this match here. So there was a new uh, violence code put into place by Vince McMahon. Huh. And this entailed that you could not use the ladder as a weapon in this match. So if you go back and watch this match, yeah. at no point do they like hit each other with the ladders, which they did in the first match. So that's a difference. Maybe that adds to the intensity. Maybe that's a very necessary component to a match, but um I, I forgot about that. That's like something I heard a long time ago, but I forgot about this watching this match. And I can't say that I really noticed that Vince didn't like go on screen and say, well, we can't do this, you know? Right. But I mean, they, they, they circumvented you a little tell. bit. Like they would, yeah. they would put the ladder in the corner and throw it. They could do that. They could like huh. <laughs> one point razor, like it had the ladder set up and he just let it fall on the Sean, which I guess is not him using it as a weapon. Uh, but at no point could they like, throw it at each other or hit each other with it. Um, which maybe to you, maybe that took away from the, the match, which yeah. would be valid, I guess. Well, that's a good point. Maybe they were trying new things because of that. Right. Right. Cause exactly. I said that I said it was, had to be creative. Yeah. They, they tried to do things different. They tried to evolve like the Dudley's like Christian, every TLC one, two, three money, yeah. in the bank, blah, blah, blah. Maybe they just, they had to be a little different and, Let's be honest, it did fall short, in my opinion. I mean, I thought it was a very good match. Yeah. But to your point, um, like today, if you wanted to have a ladder match, you have an endless catalog of matches oh God, to research yeah. and watch tapes or whatever and see what spots happened yeah. here and there, how many tag team time. singles. Yeah. Here, they had their first match to look at. And uh, it was very new. And with that in mind, I thought it was very good. Yeah, it's tough to duplicate. And you don't want to duplicate, you know, or replicate. Well, I guess you do. I don't know. They, they, <laughs> no, neither. I mean, neither you want to do. You're a rapper and you don't yeah. even know it. Poet. Um, <laughs> prefer a poet. Thank you. But, uh, so my favorite part of this match, let's hear it, was, uh, before the match when the referee, <laughs> before the match. <laughs> so the referee, I don't even know if you caught this. The referee, you know, snapped the belt onto the hook that gets raised up. Uh, but the belt, like the belt was facing down. Yeah. So you can only see like the straps and you can see how pissed off Shawn Michaels is. Of he, he walks over to the, uh, whoever, the timekeeper, whoever. And he's like, Hey, get them to lower the title down. He, he didn't hang it up. Right. So they lower the title back down. Yeah. Sean, he doesn't even let the referee do it. He like pushes him away, unsnaps the title, hangs it up. So the title is facing the harm card camera. And he goes up. And then they raise the title again, which is just. What did Vince say? Do you remember? Did he say nothing. anything at all? No. No, he completely ignored it. Yeah, of course. Um, in the beginning, Razor suplexed Sean from the apron to the outside. And Sean, uh, I mean, it was just a straight up, like a back bump on the floor. And Sean's leg hit the barricade, which is brutal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, at one point, Sean, he goes to climb the ladder in the ring, but his foot like slides in the in between the rungs and the ladder topples and um the, the ladder falls on it. I mean, a lot of yeah. I don't know how Sean came out of this without any injuries. Oh, you're talking about like kind of like 
mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Somewhat. Yeah. Okay. But, um, or mistakes, spots, whatever, you know. Yeah, they both fell. It was kind of odd. When you, when you look at it now, it's like they were just normal ladders, right? They just went to Home Depot because like, yeah, they were not orange sturdy. Ladders. Yeah, because yeah. it, it just seemed like it was – they kept on climbing up and it was shaking. That was kind of weird. And, of course, both fell. And, yeah, I don't remember any, you know, significant spots where it's like, holy shit, but – I don't well, know. it's interesting because yeah. if you look at it in with like today's lenses, like none of the spots in this match are particularly like, oh my god. Yeah. But 1995, I mean, Sean's hitting a moonsault off like halfway up the ladder. Good point. Onto yeah. Razor, you have Sean going to because we have that that famous spot from their first ladder match where Sean does the splash off the ladder. Yeah. But that's like halfway up the ladder. Yeah. But in this match, Sean goes all the way to the top, goes for the splash, but he misses. Yeah. Um, and then a standby ladder gets brought into play, which Vince. So there was like a ladder, like for for them to use in the match, and then at one point Razor pulls out another ladder, which Vince McMahon is wondering if this standby ladder is legal or not. Which like why wouldn't it be? Yeah. Um, even back then, like come on, Vince, you okay? Who gives a shit? Yeah. Um, in the ring, Sean tries to climb the ladder. He gets hit with a razor's edge. Uh, and then we get this. What the fuck was this ending of this match? It was odd. <laughs> razor. So razor climbs one ladder. Sean climbs the other. He hits like a kind of a sweet chin music from one ladder to the other. And Sean like leaps for the belt, but misses it. Misses. Yeah. I'm wondering if that was supposed to be the finish or not, because Sean just gets right back up. He, he, he puts the ladder back up. He goes up there. Yeah. He grabs the belt. He like falls, but the belt doesn't come with him. No. So he just falls. And then Sean has like a temper tantrum. On, yeah. On, I've never seen this match. So people listen here like, yeah, of course it happened. But um, this is just hilarious to see. Sean just is yeah. so pissed. So visually pissed and uh, climbs the ladder for the third time. Stands up there and just pulls the belt down. So Sean wins. Uh, gets his revenge off of losing the first ladder match, and uh, Razor and Sean hug. Pyro goes off, and uh, yeah, great moment, great great moment to end the show, right? Yeah. Why did that happen? What what happened? Why did they just hug? Like I just. Well, they're both baby faces, you see. Yeah, but still, why don't you just hey shake? My they hand. they respect they respect each other. Okay, so that's what they do in '95. They want to. Yeah. Get each other's chest hair all yeah. tied together, and yeah, yeah, no, but I, I'm with you on that. It's like, I don't think that was intentional. I think, yeah, maybe the second because you, when they go up and it happens, I think that might that might have been intentional. But then, I don't know. Like you said, HPK kind of seemed like he was pissed, right? So that's a good one. Don't know. Yeah. Don't know. But um, yeah, so you would think that'd be like a perfect way to end the show. Pyro is going off and everything. But um, nope. first, we got to get a little more Dean Douglas. <laughs> he's back to uh, critique that match. Um, he's te- Dean is teaching us what bad means, and he's specifying he's not talking about the slang, which means good. Yeah, he, uh, he's, ta- he's saying how it relates to the bad guy. 
And as he's about to go into this, the bad guy shows up. Yeah, and he says it he like can, eight times. Bad guy, bad guy, bad guy. It's, we, we he's got it. a hammer at home. Yeah. He's a teacher. He's a dean. Yeah. Um, and Razor interrupts him. And uh, Dean's like, this is a classroom and we don't need any violence here. And then Razor turns to walk away. But Dean pulls him over, tries to throw a punch. But Razor counters him and just knocks the shit out of him. Really making him look like a geek right away. So can't wait till he wins the Intercontinental title. Fucking Razor, dude. Clutch. Just so cool, so calm, like into his character. Like, yeah, phenomenal. Like, you got to go back and watch this, people. Yeah. Seriously, like he is he is so fucking good. Even this, you know, even the backstage bullshit. Uh, yeah, like, I mean Wow. Like everything he is, does. Yeah. And we're not even at NWO yet. No. <laughs> not even close. Uh we got a little gold dust to fight through before yeah. we get there. But um well, that brings us to the main event. Dun dun dun. Got the old Let's WWF it, title. On the line, got the champion Diesel, yeah, versus the King of the Ring, King Mabel. Yep. Whew. Uh Diesel says he's about to get medieval on Mabel because he's a king. Oh, baby. Do we? That's funny, right? Yeah, I guess. Yep. So, uh, did you come up with that? <laughs> no, Diesel did because oh, he said it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so the match. I mean, it's a very. It's kind of a short match. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Wikipedia says it is nine minutes. Nine minutes and 14 seconds for the main event. Jesus. Look, that's nine minutes too long as far as I'm concerned. No, seriously. But you know what, Kyle? This kind of reminded me, and I know we're going back to current... Well, for for me, I'm going back to current wrestling. But this kind of reminded me of Omos versus Lashley. They wanted to see if Mabel could be that guy and still take the L. And he took... Well, I don't want to get into it, but... Please do. Yeah, I just, I think he did as well as Omos. I think he got, he he, he was able to be in the main event against someone like Kevin Nash, who looked great. He looked like a goddess. You know, he looked, he was stacked. He looked great. He looked like a goddess. A he had god. long, long, luscious hair. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Maybe not a goddess. Yeah, it's probably a solid B cup. Yeah. Too, so. But he he looked great, and I think the the point was let's see what Mabel can do. You know, let's see what this guy can do. We we, he's the king of the ring. Let's see if he can main event with Nash. And unfortunately, he doesn't. And kind of like Omos, it's like, well, you did what you had to do. You know, you are the weakest yeah. link. Goodbye. You know. <laughs> it's um. I mean, the match it's very short, of and course. as it should have been. Honestly, like I was, what like, I've never seen this match before. No, so me I, I, I came into it expecting the worst. So I, it, it exceeded my expectations. Yeah. I'll put it that way, which is not saying much. But um, <laughs> the only like, so in the beginning, Mabel he hits a shoulder block on the Diesel, and he just looks at the camera and yells, "I'm gonna be the first black champion," which is like very like okay, yeah, um, a fair point. I guess. Yeah. But it was just a funny thing. Yeah. That's never, that was never a thing that was alluded to like in the story or anything is okay. Um, but the, uh, the one spot of this match and, uh, I guess it's a fairly famous spot. So, so diesel at this point, he's, uh, he's already kind of riddled with injuries. He, 
he just had a surgery on his elbow, I believe. Yeah. Um, he's had knee problems. And he came into this match with a back injury. And uh, <laughs> what did Mabel do to uh, help this out? So the Diesel is face down on the mat. Mabel is standing atop him. He just falls down into a like a, a seated senton, I guess, onto the lower back of Diesel. Just dro- like dead drops yeah. onto him, 500 plus pounds. And that couldn't have been very pleasant. Have you ever had a 500 pound man fall on your lower, your lower back? No. No, there's still time. Yeah. Um, but that was brutal. You could see, you could even see Diesel's kind of yeah, pissed about like, that. What the fuck? Um, but uh, Mabel's, he's got control of this match. Yeah, it's nine at one minutes. point, <laughs> but they fit a lot into it because yeah. you get a ref bump. Yeah, to Mabel he runs in the Earl yeah. Hebner, I believe. What's his face, Mo. Yeah, of course, Mo. Mo's yeah. here. They start double teaming on Diesel, but who's who's here to make the save? None other than Lex Luger. Who, uh, like I mentioned, he's not even with the company at this point, technically, but he's here just to kind of, I don't know, for a one-off. Yeah. Uh, he'll be debuting on Nitro in a matter of weeks. Isn't so that that's crazy? fun. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's insane. Um, but there's a whole thing where, like, because Luger and Bulldog, like I mentioned, were teaming. British Bulldog a few weeks ago on Raw turned heel and turned on Diesel, attacked him. Uh, so Diesel doesn't know how to feel about Lex Luger. So when Luger gets in there, he's like here to make the save, but Diesel just clocks Luger and throws him out. Uh, but eventually Luger takes out Mo. They fight to the back. Uh, in the ring, you get a, uh, so Mabel hits a belly to belly suplex for a two count, goes to the second rope for a splash, but he misses it. And then Diesel goes up to the second rope, hits a clothesline for the win. Amazing this dude isn't paralyzed after that leg drop earlier. Uh, but Diesel gets the win here, retains his title, and Mabel is pretty much gone after this. So, yeah, I don't know. What, what, what else did you think about this? Yeah. I mean, I'll go back to what I said with the, the Omos-Lashley match. I think Mabel, you know, put up. I don't know why yeah. he disappears. Maybe it's kind of like Omos, you know, like, where is he? He wasn't even on Monday well, night. He but... injured Diesel here, and then he would go on to injure Undertaker very soon after this. See, I don't uh, know I would... Yeah. <laughs> you know the, the Phantom Taker, where he has, like, the mask? Oh, yes, 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 yes. That was due to Mabel. Mabel. Yep. He legit injured Nash here? I mean, I don't know. Diesel, like... sorry. Let me get back yeah, to the character. <laughs> Diesel, damn it. I don't know what the extent of the injury is, but he... Roughed him up for sure. Okay. So. Hmm. I don't know. And I, I mean, you lose in a main event. Like, yeah. where else do you go? I don't know. But yeah. The 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 king gimmick, I guess, wasn't getting over with the with the yeah. folks. Again, nine minutes. What can you do with that? I mean, rush, rush, rush. Maybe that's yeah. what happened. I mean, you know, Mabel Viscera, Big Daddy V, certified Hall of Famer, in my opinion. Isagra. Yeah. Oh yeah, that too. Um, again, consistently throughout the whole pay per view, it was an okay match, right? Like for a big mm-hmm. guy to work with with Diesel, I thought it was a decent match. It was better than it had any yeah. right being, I think. There you go. Um, but that's how we close the show. Uh, yep. Diesel as I'm champion. Out of here. Peace. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, any, any other thoughts? I mean, that brings SummerSlam 95 to a close. I mean, I, I personally walked into this show with a very low bar, and, and I think it, it, it exceeded it. How? Um, <laughs> exceeded? Like what? Exceeded my low bar that I set. Well, what was the low expectations bar? And what's the, where did it go I thought, from there? Look, How far made, up, I'm asking? F- five feet. Okay. Yeah. My yeah. feet, why not inches? Because... That's how many. That's big. It was. Yeah, it's very big. Five very inches. big. <laughs> That's what I tell myself. Five <laughs> inches is huge. Okay, everybody. Uh, uh, well, like I said, I was watching this during work today, and ninety six comes on, and guess who enters first? Owen Hart. So I guess it's like they're getting to, like I said, the process. They're getting to the place where, you know, WWE is incredible, but here it just seemed like. A lot of jobbers. Okay. It's a new you know, generation. Like get well, you keep on saying that, but what does that mean? For some like people like me. I was five years old here. Well then again you were two, but Well, the generation before this, it was old. Right? Old is it this what? generation. Like age. Okay. Like Hulk Hogan, uh Iron Sheik, Andre the Giant, Andre the Giant. I mean yeah. they're old, right? Yeah. This generation. Is new. It's new generation. So, does that help? Does that clarify? And how long was that? How long did that last? The new generation. So probably WrestleMania '94, I would say, is the start of it, okay. and then it would go until Attitude Era, which uh, I don't know when was that famous Vince McMahon promo. Was that '97? Let's say three and a half years. '97. It was like you want yeah, more because take her through mankind off the Hell in the Cell '98, and that kind of like. Started? I would say 97. Yeah. yeah 96 okay. is definitely like the ramp up to it. Okay. Um, Cause you get like the debuts of stone cold and the rock and stuff like that. Mankind. Yeah. It's a new generation. That's what we're trying to say here. Yeah. I thought it was a kind of like no way out. What was that? 2002. The last <laughs> when did NWO debut. That's when I came oh, on. Man. Hey man, you got Kevin Nash in both shows. We've there done. you go. Man. I thought it was a decent pay-per-view. I thought the wrestling in ring, in ring, backstage, no. You know, commentary, no. Doc Hendricks? You didn't like Doc Hendricks? No. Give me the scoop. Give me the scoop. Give me, yeah. give me, give me, give me. Um, this fucking asshole. In ring was good. Even the, It was. Uh, every match. I mean, okay, maybe not every match. Maybe not... Uh, uh, the main event? The main event, yeah, nine minutes. Well, what can you do with that? Yeah. Um... Taker was good. Brett was good. Sean was good. Smoking Guns. Triple H. Well, Hunter Hurst Helmsley. One, two, mm-hmm. three. Again, I understand why the crowd was popping. You know, seriously. And that's another yeah. thing to look at. Like, why? But I guess they just, it was cool. You know, it was, yeah. it was wrestling in 95. Pretty dope. It was yeah. different, you know? Yeah. It's a new generation. You keep uh, saying that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's just a phrase that's very like universal. But speaking of universal, there you go. Best segue of the night. Come on now. The Universal Wrestling Podcast. Yes, sir. Uh, first of all, Nick, thank you so much yeah. for uh, checking out the show, coming on. Absolutely. Uh, talking a little. It's been little a long WWF. time. It's been too long. Yeah. It's been too long. We talk a lot on Messenger. Yeah, DMs. we were. You always DM me, but uh, sending each other nudes and yeah. all that. So good to see your face. Yeah, uh, we're both, uh, you know, wearing black. 
Yeah, you got the memo. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, Cheers to you, brother. When you get married? When is it? Um, Sometime. 11, 11, 22. Oh, 11, isn't 11. That, isn't that, that adorable? Idea? It was the date that was available. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. We, we set the date in like early 2021 and they were already booked out like almost two years. Oh, yeah. So well, it was, COVID, et cetera. Yep. Everyone's Very getting married. We got seven weddings this year. It's going to be a, it's going to yep, be a chore. That was me last year. <laughs> swear to God, seven weddings. I'm fucking still in debt. Yeah. Good luck. No, I bet. I bet. Um, I was in to... six of the seven weddings as well. So go on, everybody. Let's start yeah. a Patreon. Let's let's do a GoFundMe so I can All right, back get to enough. My bad. Get enough shoes to go to these weddings. But yeah, weddings. I mean, are also universal. And speaking of universal, Universal Wrestling Podcast. Where can everybody uh, find you and check you out? Yeah, you can find us on Twitter at the UW Pod and Instagram at UW Podcast. Um, YouTube. I've been behind the times. I am finally on YouTube. Um, check us out. Just interviewed JBL, Jeff Jarrett next week. Um, a lot of good things happening. A lot of fun things. It's yeah. uh, it's really fun, man. So, cheers to podcasting. You can find us on uh, uwpod.com as well. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you're a good dude. Thanks for having me on, man. Really do appreciate it. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. Always a good Still time. Still waiting for that uh, wedding invite. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that that that's um. Once again, thank you to Nick from the Universal Wrestling Podcast for joining me on this heat wave of a show, SummerSlam '95, and uh, man, oh man, what a journey. Uh, always a good time with Nick. Always have a ball with him, and uh, go check out his podcasts. Wherever you listen to podcasts, all that info in the description below. All my info in the description below as well. Uh, ApronMup.com for all my full episodes. All, you know, get the merch, get your, uh, you know, leave a review, leave a rating, give me a kiss on the cheek, whatever you feel is necessary. Um, And yeah. That's about all, folks. Uh, Oh, my bug is bunny in this bitch. That's all daddy has for you today. Thank you guys so much for listening. I, I appreciate you all. You're you're all the Shinja to my Hakushi. You're the Harvey Whippleman to my Bertha Fay. That sexy bitch. I'm hard. Yeah. It's a hard Talk around and disregard it. Should you walk the ground, show you what hard is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I guess let's get started. It's the hardest. Talk around and disregard it.